Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, I'm excited to be here. My name is Deja Jones. I am a financial planner and a financial coach. Um, I have been in the financial services industry uh, for about a decade now. Um, The bulk of my time was spent as a financial planner. Um, But in that time, I realized that Uh, The core of what most people need, uh, the type of people that I enjoy serving most need is financial coaching. Um, So recently made a a pivot to start serving more folks in that space and uh, founded a company called Guided to Wealth. Um, As the name implies, my goal is to really drive people to have a secure financial foundation to really start building wealth. Um, so I am a money nerd at heart. Love, love, love what I do. Uh, talking about money is um, was just integrated in so many parts of our lives, um, from spending time with the family to our physical and mental health to what we do for work. Um, it just brings me joy to be able to help people connect to that. So uh, love what I do. I'm excited to be here and to have this conversation today. Yes. You know, it's funny because I feel like there's like the portion of the population that loves talking about money and Mm -hmm. learning more about it, digging into, you know, how to build wealth. And then there's a portion of the population who's like absolutely terrified, like ostrich head in the sand, doesn't know where to start. And maybe that's intimidating. So they just want to keep avoiding it as much as possible. And, you know, I think these conversations are helpful just for anyone listening, whether you already intentionally on a financial journey or um, just starting or want to start and don't know where to begin. But what would you say is the difference, right, for someone who is completely new or doesn't know the difference between a financial planner and a financial coach? Because I think, you know, the terms um, can be confusing for people if they have no idea. Yeah you know, what mm-hmm. the what each role entails, and they may not know who they are looking for for what. So can uh-huh. you kind of guide us in understanding that better? Yeah. So I actually want to touch on something you said. Um, I actually came into the industry being one of those people who was a little bit afraid to talk about money because, um, well, I got into the industry because I was good with numbers and math, and it just made sense. I knew I wanted to make a lot of money, and I was good at numbers. So it just kind of led me in that direction. But um, yeah, I, I knew a lot less than a lot of my peers. And um, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to learn everything. I'm going to out know everyone. And, uh, you know, eventually built, built was able to build my confidence. But it definitely started off as one of the folk, those folks who was scared to talk about money because I was afraid I didn't know what I needed to know. Um, but as far as the difference between you know, financial planning and financial coaching. Um, financial planning is a lot more strategy focused. Um, I don't, I don't think it is necessarily is about as much about how much money you have, but it's about the needs that you have with that that money. Um, financial planning is typically associated with higher income earners because they have a lot more clay to mold. There's a lot more strategy involved with managing the money that you do have whether it's making sure that you're not giving too much money to the IRS or that you have a good estate plan in place so that your loved ones are protected, that you are investing appropriately. So I think those topics would be a lot more in the financial planning space. Whereas with financial coaching, um, I I like to call that your foundation. Um, So a lot of times that's 
budgeting. It's making sure that you have a solid debt payoff plan, that you are comfortable and that you're using credit and not letting it use you um, appropriately. So there's a lot of the foundational pieces that come in with the financial coaching side. And I think the biggest part of this is mindset. So I, um, a lot of my clients in the coaching space make a lot of money. And um, it, it's often hard for them to manage it because their mindset is not there. And so that's why I don't like to necessarily say it's about how much money you have. Yes, there are some needs that come in with the more money you're making, but a lot of it is mindset in the coaching space. And so helping my clients overcome that, whether they grew up with money or didn't grow up with it and and really overcoming that is oftentimes what helps them get to the point where they do need financial planning. So, Y'all, I did not prime her to say that. Okay? <laughs> I didn't prime her to say mindset is a huge piece of the puzzle, but it is oh, yeah. because- whether you don't have any money, quote unquote, right? People are like, well, why would I need to budget or save or be paying attention to my money if I don't have any? You that you definitely need to be, you know, keeping an eye on what's going on, right? Um, just because you got a little less clay to mold doesn't mean you shouldn't be molding it. Um, yeah. But it's so important to understand that regardless of your income bracket, mindset is going to be something that continually comes up as a new challenge and a new stretch because as you evolve in your money journey, you're going to have new things that you've never had to deal with before. And when you go from maybe one income bracket to the next one, you're going to have to stretch in your mindset because you're going to be making more money than you ever have before. And you're going to have to wrap your head around that and not self-sabotaging or limiting yourself or keeping yourself from continuing to expand and serve at a high level. So Mm -hmm. Regardless of where you are in your journey, mindset is going to keep coming up. So that's one Mm -hmm. thing. And Mm -hmm. the second thing is everything that you mentioned is necessary. Everyone needs to be at some point in their journey attending to the foundations, but then also the protection of your wealth because most people want or say at least that they want to build generational wealth, but don't realize Mm -hmm. that there's a whole nother side to actually make sure that you pass that wealth on (laughs) for it to become (laughs) generational wealth, right? You can make a whole bunch of money in your lifetime, but if there are certain things that are not in place by the time you leave, then Mm -hmm. there is no generational wealth. The money will go to probate. The money will go, you know, wherever, wherever it shall find itself. If you don't decide intentionally, you know, and strategically where that's going to lead. And so I love that you, you know, started maybe with financial planning, but then realized, oh, okay, I can definitely continue to serve and expand by helping Mm -hmm. people with the foundation because there's so many people, right? Like we take math every year in school, but we never... We never take like personal finance as yeah. like, a required class, right? Um, and that could yeah. be something we literally could continue to take just as long as we're in school for anything else. If we have 12 grades, mm-hmm. we could take personal <laughs> finance 12 times and learn. <laughs> Look, it, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast, but it's a whole know, other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that you mentioned, you know all of these pieces because I feel like so many people don't recognize or deal with it. And then for people to know, oh, okay, I actually need a financial coach to start with, or I Mm -hmm. am in a place where I do, I need a financial planner and, and now I can be clear on being able to find one. So I love that you defined that for us. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges 
that mm-hmm. people face in both sections. So whether it's foundationally, what are the biggest challenges? Mm-hmm. And then once they're mm-hmm. moving into the financial planning, maybe they're at a higher income bracket and they have more clay to mold. What are the biggest challenges there as well? Getting out of their own way. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think we realize how much we're in our own way uh, a lot of the times, even because I, I subscribe to the belief that it is not... Um, as much of a lack of information as we think it is. Um, That's part of it, right? But even with all of the information, I think about the internet these days, like we have access to almost too much information now and it cripples us um, because we struggle with like decision fatigue and, you know, just too many options. And so in both spaces, that is probably the biggest thing that, you know, it's like, all right, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but to actually act on that, whether it's, all right, we came up with this index tax, in-depth tax strategy that we need to execute on. We have X amount of time to do it. It's like, all right, how do we prioritize this and actually make moves on it? Or and I can compare that with the same, like we have this debt payoff plan and it's like, how do I stop sabotaging it? my long-term goals with these short-term priorities that keep coming up and that I keep bumping down what is truly important to me. Um, and how I really help my clients overcome that is I start every interaction with us discovering like, why are we even doing this? Why are, why are we discussing a strategy for financial planning? Because it can't just be because of the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. The, the numbers are just X's and O's. Even why are we trying to pay off debt? I know, yes, you want to get out of debt, but what what's the bigger thing? And a lot of times that is the biggest thing that I notice in both spaces is like helping people get out of their own way. Wow. Okay. And I imagine being in your own way can look so many different ways oh, yeah. for mm-hmm. somebody, right? Like being in your own way is making excuses. Being in your own way is not looking at your bank account. Being in your own way is stressing mm-hmm. yourself out because you maybe look at your bank account too much and it's like, it's yep. probably not going to change a whole lot <laughs> but, you know, for that day, you know? And so it's like, you can be on one side or the other at an oh, extreme. Yeah. Being in your own way could be having, you know, $500,000 that you work so hard to save up, but having it sitting in a bank account rather than investing it because huh. maybe you're too afraid to let go of, you know, this idea that, all right, right now it's not fluctuating. I can control it. Like there, it, it shows up in different ways to your point, but um, that is probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have clients that are new to investing, and they have way more money than I would ever like to admit sitting in a bank account. And I, and I, you know, what I do is like I like to move at their own pace. Um, whatever, you know, figuring out the plan that they're comfortable with. But it really does boil down to like, how do I get out of my own way and really, really achieve what I am saying is important to me. So, wow. So then, you know, if one side that's the biggest challenge, which I think a lot of people would agree. And if anyone's listening and mm-hmm. feels like seen. You're not alone. Um, and <laughs> and it's a part of the process, right? Like, like I said, oh, yeah. get, being in your own way is a mindset thing. That's not about the mm-hmm. X's and O's. That stuff is logical, strategic, clear, mm-hmm. cut, and dry. There's no if and or buts about it. But it's really being able to wrap your head around having to do something differently than you thought or having to try something new, taking calculated risks, which is good, mm-hmm. and not reckless risks, which is probably not the best thing to do, right? And so, um, you know, if that's the challenge side, what about those who you see, you know, you either start working with or you get the opportunity to surround yourself with that are really rock stars in the sense, right? Because we're all rock stars that Mm -hmm. um, 
they are not in their own way or they're able to quickly get out of their own way? Like how does someone get out of their own way so that they can progress and evolve really well? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. Um, I think the one of the things is allowing grace um, when they do mess up. Um, I think there's also staying committed to the plan, which also kind of ties into allowing yourself grace because we are human, right? So even with this well mapped out plan, um, our human nature is, you know, is going to seep in and oftentimes maybe take us a little off track. But as long as you get back on track, I think that's okay. And I think my my clients who are most successful with the plan, um, they're able to do that quickly. Um, I think there's also uh, vulnerability. Um, so I have some clients that will tell me, hey, I need you to hold me accountable here in this space of my life because I know that I have a tendency to do this. And whenever we can have this like open and honest relationship, and I don't necessarily think that has to be with a professional, just someone you trust in your life where you can have like that true accountability, you can allow yourself grace and have a plan. I think those are the people that are most successful, successful honestly. Um, with whatever they're trying to accomplish. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm sure you get to have all kinds of fun, you know, money conversations and um, be able to watch, right? Someone's transformation from where Mm -hmm. they started to, you know, wherever they are, because it's ongoing. It's not like that's another issue, right? Like there's no destination because it's always ongoing. Um, right. And there are no limits at the end of the day, because even mm-hmm. when you leave, your family can continue to continue that growth, essentially. And that's right. what you want at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. For you then, because I know that I was visiting your site, which is so lovely and like beautiful. And it's also just very <laughs> clear and easy to like navigate this mm-hmm. financial wellness situation. Right. And so. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that you can easily Google like how to do well with money and it's going to give you options for strategies and to-do lists and checklists and all that fun stuff. Right. But mindset seems to be a huge thing that comes back. One's wellness with when it comes to finances seems to be something like stress is the number one thing that comes up when people, when I talk to people about money, they mm-hmm. want to do better with it so that they have less stress. When I ask them, what does your life look like if you're financially free? They're like, oh, I'll be less stressed. So I would love to hear more about like your financial wellness definition and, you know, yeah. how does someone know that they're not financially well to be able to know that they can do things to become financially well? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think there are four key things, um, like technical things that kind of play into financial wellness. I think it's having clear financial goals. Um, being able to manage the the budget. Um, I think everyone should have a budget. I don't care how much money you make. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that is having a debt payoff plan um, that you are executing on and that um, I'm going to make it five in the middle of my story here. <laughs> um, there is a credit that's involved there too. So um, having a you know good credit score so that whenever you need to leverage it, you don't have any hindrances there. If you wanted to um, buy cash flow producing assets, so buy things that can bring you money, that credit is not going to be the reason why you can't do it. I believe that that is a part of financial wellness. And the last thing is that you are investing regularly. And I, and I added that in because um, I think saving is important. Of course, we want to have saving because that is one one thing that helps lower stress is when you when your uh, your emergencies become inconveniences and you're not having to panic. 
But investing is very, very important too, because we have to let the market help you grow your money, right? It, there, it, you just can't outsave the, the types of growth that investing can bring you. And so when we have these long-term goals, um, you know, those four things I think are the key foundation to someone who is financially well, is whatever you're doing well in, I would say, four to five of those things. Um, so if you are not doing well, if you're not where you want to be, if you're maybe missing bill uh, bills from time to time, or at the end of the month, you are running out of money or just waiting for that next paycheck, um, there might be some signs there that, you know, hey, maybe I'm not as financially well as I'd like to be. Um, if you were, you know, someone who is swimming in debt or debt is how you kind of manage month to month by, you know, racking up credit card debt, those could be signs. I'm not not judging those things because you have I, I get it, right? Those those are things that we sometimes have to do to kind of get to where we need to be. But having a lot more control over those things and being able to sit back and make those educated decisions are what really matter uh, when we talk about financial wellness is you controlling your money and not losing control throughout the month. So, Oh, I absolutely love that and think that, you know, those are exactly the pieces that people get caught up. Those are the places that Mm -hmm. um, keep someone from getting off of the hamster wheel. Because it it seems like, you know, a lot of the time people are in cycles. And so Mm -hmm. they don't know how to break the cycle to get into a a different cycle. Because cycles are good, right? Like you could have, you could be in a cycle while you're investing and then that's yielding great results. You could be in a cycle with budgeting and that's helping you to know where your money's going, decide where you want it to go and implement that plan. And so it's really being able to break the cycle that you're currently in that's unproductive and maybe Mm -hmm. inefficient to one that is more strategic and clear and helping you to get to where you want to be um, because you're getting out of your own way, which might be the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think the thing about a lot of these different elements is is they act as like a slow leak. Like you might, not, you might be making it, right? And not even realize, like, you know, like an air mattress when it has a slow leak on it, you can start off sleeping just fine yeah. on it. But but throughout the night, like you'll wake up in the morning on on the floor and not even realize like overnight what happened. And that's how a lot of these different elements work is that it's just like a slow leak. And it's like, no, I I want I want the mattress to be full for the whole night. <laughs> I want I want all of these elements to be working. So. I'm crying right now because I'm just like you gonna wake up with a back ache, like you're gonna yeah. have a kink in your neck, and it's mm-hmm. and it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? Just like you mentioned, yep. the mattress. You don't realize mm-hmm. over the course of the night that the mattress is going down, but you know in the yep. morning that it's that yep. is a done deal. You know because <laughs> you know. your hips don't work right, trying to trying to roll up <laughs> off the ground. Oh my god, that visual really has me dying right now. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. So the goal is to plug all of the holes and secure, right, secure, you know, having a mattress that when you wake up in the morning, baby, you like, dang, that's good. Almost as good as you're rested. (laughs) You're ready for the day, you know? And so I love that you mentioned that because it's just all these little things. And I think there's a Jim Rohn Mm -hmm. quote where he talks Mm -hmm. about, you know, failure being small daily errors, like errors Mm. on a daily basis, these small little errors that we, that we kind of perpetuate and are consistent with. 
But yeah. success is is daily, you know, daily habits, daily things that we do that add up mm-hmm. to accumulate, you know, this this thing that we call success. And so mm-hmm. daily errors are not keeping track of our money with the budget, is not, you know, having clear financial goals. People are like, oh, I want to save money. How much money? I want to invest. How, How much? Mu- in what way? Because there's all the different ways to invest. So it's like people have very vague goals. And mm-hmm. if you have vague goals, you're going to get some vague results. Like just be real. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I love it. No, I, I think it's been so good to hear about this because we can, we, it's repetition that helps people to learn and grow. We could have mm-hmm. this conversation every single week and there would be different pieces that someone could pull out. And it's great reminders yeah. for me. It's great reminders for us all to kind of just stay in, in the, in the know of what, because mm-hmm. it's almost boring. Like it's very simple. So like there's these key things. You mentioned five things that someone can start yeah. getting clarity on and acting toward. But mm-hmm. if, it, even though it's a little bit boring, those are the things that are going to get you to a place that your life isn't boring. It's not boring when you start seeing that bank account grow. It's It's not. not not. When you start opening those statements and you start seeing all kinds of new comments. Okay. That's not boring. So we got to do the boring stuff so that we can Mm -hmm. do the bougie stuff. Okay. Let me stop. Um, (laughs) But that's, that's my career though. I started off doing the, the more complex stuff and then realized like, no, what people really need is the foundation. They need the boring stuff. We cannot skip the boring stuff and just jump straight to the to the bougie. You can't you can't do it. And uh it just will not work out that way. It may work for a little while, but I'm trying to be here for a long time. Listen, as much <laughs> as we would like to skip straight to being bougie, we're gonna yeah. have to do some boring stuff to get there and then be able mm-hmm. to enjoy it, right? So I think that's the, yeah. the huge thing too is is being able to actually have the financial wellness to enjoy the fruits yeah. of our labor. So I would love for you to let us know where everyone can stay connected to you, learn more about how you serve and take this financial wellness quiz. Yeah, so feel free to visit me. my website. It's guidedtowealth.com. Um, and it's also guided the number two wealth on Instagram. Um, so I provide a lot of content there on how to execute on these foundational things. My website, there's a financial wellness quiz, um, there for you to take. If you want to see how, uh, financially fit you actually are, I think that's a great place to start, um, with some some additional resources for you there to actually help you, uh, get financially well, if you're not already there. And if you are some ways to maintain that and take your finances to the next level. I love it. I really appreciate you for stopping by, dropping some serious gems. You're always welcome to come back and shower us with the wisdom again. And, you know, if someone was listening and wasn't taking notes, the only excuse you have is because you was driving or operating heavy machinery. You need to go back and listen to it again and and take down some notes. She literally gave you actionable items to be able to start winning with money this year, not in the distant future, but things that you can start working on now that are going to change what your distant future looks like. So again, nothing but gratitude and appreciation. And yeah, we'll talk to you next time, Gems. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, 
you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.